a cuppa and a good chinwag? The story has real-life stories to inspire and make you smile. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. You might have caught the recent news that the two pro-life advocates that were waiting for a decision from the High Court of Australia over their breach of exclusion zones around abortion clinics had the judge's decision go against them. It was Graham Preston from Queensland and Cathy Club from Victoria who were appealing their convictions for breaching the rules in what has become known as the bubble zones or 150 metres exclusion zone around abortion clinics. So what now for these Christian advocates for unborn babies? Are they just common criminals? Is this the end of the struggle for unborn children? when the spirit of the age appears to be overwhelmingly in favour of allowing abortion and really for any reason up to birth in a number of states around Australia. Well, Graham Preston is joining us uh, to give us his impressions of what's happened over these past few weeks. Graham, welcome back to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Uh, Graham, the High Court handed down their decision uh, that this exclusion zone is not unconstitutional. So these laws are going to remain in place. Uh, it'll be something you can't do to breach a 150-metre zone. That's correct. That's what the High Court found. And much to our disappointment, it was a unanimous decision, 7-0 against us. And so, yes, that was uh, very disappointing for us personally. But on a much wider scale, I think it is very detrimental to our whole society. So, yes, without risking getting arrested, nobody will be able to go outside abortion clinics effectively anywhere in Australia in the future, no. What took place on the day the decision was handed down, Graham? Give us a little, in a nutshell, description of of what happened. Yes, well, to my surprise, the decision was handed down in Brisbane, not in Canberra, and so that made it very easy to attend. I wouldn't have attended otherwise, but um, five of the High Court judges were present, and the whole thing would have lasted, it would have been about one or two minutes. They, Each one of them just simply said that uh, that they found against us and handed over their written decision. And so it was all over very quickly and uh, and very disappointing. And a long battle when it comes to even getting to the High Court. But this decision means that you're up for a fine of something in the vicinity of $10,000 and jail up no. to 12 months. Oh, yes, potentially. Anybody in the future will get those things if they go within the uh, bubble zone distance. Uh, for myself, though, uh, I'll have that $3,000 fine that I originally got in Tasmania. Uh, that now becomes uh, something that they will be pursuing me for. So, uh, yes, that's, that's the case for me personally. And Cathy had a $5,000 fine for her conviction. And, Graham, I wonder whether you've got some reflection on how the mainstream media covered the event because it was a national news headline. Uh, what sort of coverage came from uh, other uh, media outlets? 
Yes, well, we were surprised. It wasn't as much as we thought, given the importance of the decision. Uh, there was some coverage in uh, on the ABC and in uh, papers, but um, given that the precedent this creates, that uh, the restrictions on peaceful protest or even offering help to somebody is restricted now, uh, we thought it would warrant a, a much greater response than we, than it got. I can only help think that that was because it was related specifically to the abortion issue. And uh, given the way in which so much of the media seems to be sympathetic to abortion, they weren't sympathetic to us. So uh, I think that's why it didn't get as much coverage as I think it warranted. Graham, you were convicted for holding up a sign and the sign read on one side, everyone has the right to life. That's Article 3 in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And on the other side, every child has the right to life, Article 6, you know, the UN Declaration on the Rights of a Child. And Kathy was simply handing out a leaflet to someone entering the abortion clinic in Melbourne. And what do you think the implications are for the sort of decision that's gone against the two of you? Yes, well, that's why I deliberately chose to hold that particular sign because Australia is signatory to both of those documents, the uh, Universal Declaration of Human Rights and the Convention on the Rights of the Child. And given that Australia claims to be in full agreement with those documents, the fact that somebody has held them up in a public place and been arrested for doing so really ought to ring strong, loud alarm bells. And yet that is the case. I was simply holding them up in a public place and was arrested, convicted and fined for doing so. So it is quite remarkable, even on the moral values that our secular society claims to stand by, they're not prepared to stand and let people speak and promote those statements in a public place. And so I think it is a reveal of just how hypocritical our society will be. On the one hand, we want to say that we support these documents, but at the same time, we will um, find people for doing so, for promoting them. And uh, so I think that is a, a very serious concern that for everybody, whether they're Christian or pro-life or white, just simply that this is a, a very serious backward step our society has taken. And for Cathy, simply offering a leaflet for somebody going in, offering somebody some help, that is quite incredible that that can be regarded as a criminal offence for, for doing that. And again, that ought to concern us greatly. Well, Graham, you're not one to roll over even with a conviction. And as I mentioned in the introduction, I wonder what this means for uh, what the next steps are. I mean, you've been jailed six times and this latest conviction may not even be the last one because uh, you were arrested recently and there's another uh, court case that will be coming very soon too. But uh, some people will be saying, well, you know, how many times do you get convicted before you finally give up? This is not really the end for you, though, is it, Graham? Well, I certainly hope not. Uh, in terms of the principles that I stand by, I do believe we must continue to, to stand up for the defenceless, regardless of the consequences. Now, of course, that's easy to say. It's another thing to actually... Uh, pay the price for doing that and that is quite significant as you mentioned before you can get up to a year's jail now 
were simply being within 150 metres of an abortion clinic. Um, so that's no small thing for anybody as an individual and for their families, people that they have care for. So this is something that my family and I are taking very seriously, but at the same time, we do not believe we can just simply allow our own personal interests to outweigh doing what is right. And so we are currently um, trying to make a determination of what and when we will be taking further action. But we do not believe that you can simply abandon the defenceless simply because our society has said, well, we will punish you if you do speak up for them. Graham, what sort of reaction have you had from Christian leaders, the broader Christian community? I know that there will be people who will give you a pat on the back and say, uh, oh, well, bad luck this time, Graham. But what sort of reaction have you received? Uh, have you got the sort of passionate reaction that says, Graham, I'm so incensed by this, I'm going to be joining you on the street next time you're out? What sort of, what sort of feeling do you get from the Christian community? You really want to know the answer, Neil? <laughs> yeah, I do. Look, I, I asked the question genuinely, and uh, and I'm not expecting you to say everybody's been wanting to join me on the street. But uh, give us a give us your impression. Yes, well, uh, I guess that is and has been a disappointment for us over the last twenty to thirty years that the support from the wider Christian community has been quite muted. That's not to say that there haven't been some individuals who have been very good. But broadly, uh, we haven't had the level of support that we believe would be appropriate given how serious this issue is. And, uh, and we don't know why. It is, we've got various thoughts about it, but people don't tell us why they don't support us and uh, largely just have left us to our own devices. We're grateful for those individuals that have stood with us and have, some of them have for many years. But uh, overall, the Christian community has largely left us to ourselves. And Graham, I'm asking another pointed question here because you might even argue that you might not have got to this point where uh, abortion on demand up to birth and arrests within a 150-metre exclusion zone, we might not have got here if there had been people out on the streets over the previous decades. Well, that's exactly what I think, Neil. I think the very first day that we became aware that a place had opened that was there for the intent of ending the life of the unborn child, Christians should have been there from day one. And uh, and if we had been there in numbers, if we had been prepared to pay the price at that time, when the community was relatively sympathetic to us, then I think things could be very, very different now. But we didn't. And uh, for all sorts of reasons, we uh, held back and uh, have taken a softly, soft approach in many respects. And uh, after 30, 40 years, clearly that has not resulted in protection of the unborn. And uh, it's got harder now because the community generally is not supportive of us. And so uh, it's not got easier, but I think... We cannot let ourselves think that because it's got harder that we can just become silent. If we are Christians, if we do believe the unborn child is valuable in God's eyes, we can't. We cannot just stop speaking up for them. And so uh, we missed our chance, I think, when we had it 
but uh, that doesn't mean that that justifies any silence on our part now. Well, Graham Preston, uh, I'm always in awe of your courage and of your conviction to stand for the unborn. And I know that this whole process going through to the High Court and then having those judgments go against you is uh, something that's taken its toll psychologically, emotionally, financially. Uh, It's been a real challenge. I know that. I know that there have been people, even listeners to our conversation, uh, who've been supporters of you. And uh, I know that this is not yet the end. And so I'd love to be able to point people to your website so that people can make contact with you and uh, perhaps even a word of encouragement or someone who'll say, I'll be a prayer partner or someone who'll say, I'll be a financial supporter of you, Graham Preston. Let me point people to the website. It's uh, it's an interesting one, protect-life.info. So when you type that into your browser, protect life dot info uh, to be connected with graham preston graham uh, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020 thank you neil before you go thanks for listening there's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au and remember vision is listener supported your donation large or small will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.